Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm on a 17 out of 18 day stretch where I'm working. So if we if we go back to last Tuesday, the only off day that I'm going to have between now and November, or excuse me, August 2nd, I believe, was Monday. That's it. That, that's fucking rough. How who who did you hurt to get that schedule? Bruh, I'm picking up extra hours, man. And I gotta pay for these goddamn closing costs, man. And not only do I have to pay for the closing costs, but we, we got some cosmetic shit that we wanna do to the place as well. Like some new paint, some new carpet, uh some new kitchen appliances. So yeah, I gotta do what I gotta do, man. Platt's no longer putting things together, keeping things together with bubblegum and paper clips. He's now switched over to brick and mortar, and that's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> Touche. Oh, yeah. Touche. Trust me, I uh, own my house, and as soon as I fix one thing, everything else decides to break, and I'm like, I, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> so then that's when the bubble gum and paper clips help out, because you're like, I'll fix that later. I don't want to do it now. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I think we got a bunch of good topics this week. It might actually come off as a wrestling show and not a cooking show. It is, it is unfortunate that none of us become movie stars or professional athletes or wrestlers or rock superstars, but... This is our life. We're we're podcast superstars. We're we're award nominated. Damn it, we're pot is war. Let's start the fucking show. We got a lot of uh, sharks out there trying to take a bite of something. What's hot? A lot of chameleons out there trying to change up. Anytime something new comes along, everybody wants a bite. Don't happen overnight. So you wanna be a rock superstar and live large, big house, five cars, you're in charge. Coming up with the world, don't trust nobody, gotta look over your shoulder constantly. I remember the days when I was a young kid growing up, looking in the mirror, dreaming about growing up. The rock crowds make money, chill with the honey, sign autographs, and whatever the people want. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And we ask of you, we implore of you, we insist upon you to use your heads to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. I say it week in and week out. If you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out on the chair shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. We've got something for everybody. We've got my favorite hashtag journalism, Jesus did the job, save tag team wrestling, and many, many other cool-ass designs for the wrestling fan in your life, even if it just so happens to be you. Again, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I am joined by my esteemed colleagues, Mr. Andrew Belaz and the commissioner, Mr. PC Tunney. And gentlemen, I just want to let you all know before we start here, I actually had to cut off the versus battle between Snoop Dogg and DMX to be here. So a little bit of appreciation would be appreciated. We appreciate you, buddy. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that's good, but Snoop, I don't know. How is he doing? Like, I know they just play their old stuff and kind of go back and forth with that, so it was actually a hit when you cut that off. I did, I did watch the Nelly Ludacris one that you were talking about a while ago, and Nelly being on dial-up was a little sad, so that, that didn't really help <laughs> that experience. So how, how was the DMX Snoop thing? Well, let me tell you this, and you can argue me all you want, but you'll just be wrong. There is no rapper, dead or alive, that has the catalog of Snoop. Point blank, period. Nobody does. I mean, he, he's got 30 years worth of hits. And I'm not talking about just songs that you like. I'm talking about 30 years worth of hits. Nobody has his catalog. Dre? No, no, well, the, uh, the thing about Dre is Snoop's lead on almost everything. If he's not, he's featured exactly. lead. And Dre, a lot of Dre's exactly. stuff is uh, behind the scenes. But no... When you when you hold those two in regard, I, you can't. They're they're both so high up in what they do, and, and some of the best ever, obviously top whatever. In my opinion, if you want to do it like a sports thing, like a three man weave thing, like at three underscore man weave thing, you know that's kind of how I would look at it. 
But I mean, Snoop even has, you know, songs outside of him and the Dre collaboration. I mean, Dre and Snoop are like peanut butter and jelly. But I mean, literally, Snoop has 30 years worth of hits. You could throw Gin and Juice on right now. and You'll have three generations of Melon Farmers going up for it. Like, he, his catalog is so deep. I, I know that's something you really think about. But when you think about it, I mean, what rapper or hip hop artist has the has Snoop's catalog? There's none. There's not even any close, I don't think. Yeah, like, the only one I would say is close is Dre. And yeah, him and Snoop are synonymous for a good portion of that. But Dre also has stuff with Missy. He's also got stuff with them. He's got a little bit of his own stuff where he uses other people. So he's not all, it's not all Snoop and Dre. But if you just want to look at time in and uh, the amount of songs, the amount of just catalog. Yeah, no, yeah I, no, I can't no, no, really no, no, no. think of... Oh. Yeah, we're we're not talking songs. We're not talking time in. We're talking literally hits. And who else in hip hop has thirty years worth of hits? I'm strictly talking hits. I ain't talking about album cuts that you might have liked or anything like that. I'm talking like songs that will get your grandmother on the floor. And Gin and Juice will get your grandmother on the floor, man. <laughs> I don't. You you gotta remember, my grandma's white. I, I don't really know if she's gonna get down for Gin and Juice. We got some Johnny Cash we can maybe throw in there? If you throw on rolling down the street, smoking Indo, <laughs> sipping on gin and juice, your grandmother's going to be on the floor busting it wide open, just like everybody else's grandmother, sir. <laughs> or I- I'll put it like this. There's... Yeah, I just hear some stuff in the background. That's the reason why I lay down. There we go. Or I'll put it to you like this. There's a Snoop Dogg song that your grandmother knows and likes. I don't know what it is, but there's one. I'll give you that one. Yeah. 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 Regardless of what it is, he's got to have, even if it's during that terrible Snoop Lion phase where, you know, he hit that reefer way too hard. But, like, you know, it might be something she likes. So I'll give you that one. Yeah, there's something in there that she likes. And shout out to DMX as well, man. I mean, we love DMX. Talking about black people, we love DMX. And, you know, we not not necessarily musically, but we love him as a person. We love DMX. I love DMX too. Okay, that's fair. That's Thank fair, you. but I was going some. I was going just some. Just people. I mean, hey, I want to be That's involved fair. in this too. <laughs> okay, you can come be involved. I'll give you a virtual hug. But we love DMX I for the same a reason. Virtual invite to the barbecue. Woo-hoo. There you go. Yeah, Zoom barbecue. Yes. <laughs> Is that a Light thing? your own. Uh, Should that be a light, thing? <laughs> light your own Kingston charcoal, so you'll feel like you're really there. <laughs> <laughs> just don't play no Sean Kingston, please. Just it's all just a cooking show. <laughs> No, but shout out to DMX, though, for real, man. He was looking happy and healthy. You know what I mean? He had a little gut on him, which means he probably ain't on that shit. So that's a good thing. So shout out to him. Because we love DMX for the same reason we love Mike Tyson, which is we know that dude. Not specifically those two oh. guys, but we know that dude. I thought you were going to say that it. Guy that... I thought you were going to say it's spinal. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, we know that guy, man. The guy that, you know, had the, the rough upbringing, but has a heart of gold and is really a really good dude, but they have their demon. So we, we know those guys. And just like Tyson, same thing with X, man. All we want for X is them to be happy and healthy and, and content and, and find peace. You know what I mean? You know what I just want X to do? 
I just want him to give it to you. That's all I want. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to you. That would have been you. great if he had I am it. not going to give was, it to I you. I was hoping he was yeah. looking for it, like if we were just on a wavelength. But no? No, you're not going there? You're getting greedy. Fine. You're getting spoiled Fine. already. Fucking one half. Fine. Like five minutes into the show, you want me to fucking pull shit out all day? Well, we're just happy you're more sober today, buddy. So it's it's possibly well, I'm working a lot on not. I'm working experience. on not being. I'm working on not being. So let's get to the well, next topic or talk for another 30 seconds because Papa needs another beer. Okay, so, all right. So Papa needs another beer. Okay, cool. Uh, so the thing with... Uh, go ahead. This is going to be a really long podcast, folks. That would have been perfect. He could have played X1 going to give it to you and then walked away and got a beer and then came back. I didn't have it! You can find it! <laughs> He's not going to find it. He's not going to find it. I'll find a beer. How's that? And now he is gone. You stuff your sorries in a sack, mister. You know, you know the best part about him doing the green screen thing with this new Skype update is at least now we can't see all of the shit behind him or like the cat when it decides to run. <laughs> exactly when he's coming back with how many white claws or IPAs it happens to be this week, so it, it covers him up real nice. So we're just gonna hear just like random noise in the background and not know what it is. That actually makes it a little creepier. At least we saw the pussy last time. Now there's no pussy. <laughs> Yes, but at least we get to uh, wax poetic, though. That's how that works. We just get to guess, and we get to paint a picture for the listeners because we don't know, and only Tunny knows, and that's if he's paying attention and sober enough to even know what the fuck just happened. Hmm. So it gets funny. It gets interesting. It's, I already got my step. W for the evening, okay? <laughs> well, all right. Uh, uh... Topic, or are we just going to continue to just do whatever? I, mean, I don't mind either way. <sighs> Let's let's, let's have go a little. Ahead, man. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say there was some shit that happened in wrestling this weekend, and we should probably at least talk about some of it, right? Do you guys want to talk about the fight that I sent you real quick? Oh, the baseball fight. <laughs> <laughs> that it would have been better if you were involved in that. Would have been fucking no, hilarious. Oh, years ago, years ago, and that was nothing. That was that was just a minor skirmish there. I've seen some bad stuff. Most of the ones I've been involved in were at the bar after the tournament. Well, everybody's I, I was surprised you weren't involved in it because <laughs> y'all don't know this, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get a little insider baseball or insider yeah. softball. BC, as lovable as he is, that melon farmer is a hothead. He will smack the shit out of you and then apologize 15 minutes later and buy you a beer. Sometimes. That's PC Tutty. Sometimes. Sometimes. Maybe the next day. Maybe not 15 minutes. The next day, he'll apologize about your beer, but he goes smack the shit we'll out of you. will get that beer eventually. That's how it works. I can neither confirm nor deny, Your Honor. That's probably smart. You don't know who's listening to this. Don't we, we, we know feds and lawyers. We definitely don't want to say too much, right? All right, Lord Alfred, save us. Let's transition into topic number one. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thecheshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshop.com. Topic number one Slammiversary. Probably the most talked about thing over the weekend on social media, at least positive response wise. I. I've seen the results, uh, you know, and I know what happened. 
and I don't know, I was kind of underwhelmed. Andrew, I know you have a question for me. We talked about this pre-show, so go ahead. So I was going to say, Drunk Tunny actually admitted he was excited and hyped for the show. Why, why does Sober Tunny hate Impact so much? I mean, I don't hate Impact, but I was... I, hey, I worked Saturday. A couple people that worked with me are wrestling fans, and we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to... You know, grab some food on the way home, and I'm I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to watch Slammiversary. You know, and they know that I'm not a big, whatever you want to call that company fan. But I had to kind of convince them that I was excited about it. So then I grabbed food and I got home and I sat down and I didn't think about it. And I'm watching TV and all of a sudden it's 7:07, and I'm like, so 8:07 Eastern, and I'm yes, like, yes. and I'm like, eh, that seems like a lot of work. I'm not interested. So I didn't watch. <laughs> That's what happened. That's a true story, and, you know, I haven't had one in, boy, over three years, but... Soda's rule! Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, you missed the great opening surprise and match, because it started off with the return of the Motor City Machine Guns, answering the Rascals opening ma- uh, open challenge. And, yeah, good old uh, Big Alex fan. and Chris. Big fan of Motor City Machine Guns. I figured you would be because they're kind of local to you and, you know, you liked TNA back when they were relevant and they were fantastic. They kind of sort of helped to pioneer the current style of tag team wrestling that we see everywhere. So can't hate it. They won the match and that led to, on impact, they had a match against the North who retained against Shamrock and Callahan and Motor City Machine Guns are the current tag team champions. How did how did Shamrock look? Shamrock didn't look bad. The end of the match was awkward, and it made him look weird. And that that's that's my whole thing because he did a drop kick. He did he actually did more high flying stuff than you expected to, him to do. But at the very end, they were supposed to play up the dissension thing with Sammy and Shamrock, and Sammy got kicked into Shamrock, but Shamrock thought he hit him to break it up, and then Shamrock looked lost at the end during the like the kind of final tussle before the North kind of put him away, and I don't know if it's because it didn't follow the <laughs> CTE. Excuse me. Oh, it could have me, been that. Me. It could have just been Shamrock kind of just losing track of things. Whatever it was. So the finish looked a little weird, but the match itself was solid, especially for what you expect from a 53-year-old man who. If he's not on the juice, I'm really impressed with how he keeps himself in that good of shape because, holy shit, he is more cut than I think all three of us would be in our dreams combined. So before, Platt, before you talk about Slammiversary and, you know, argue with Andrew a little bit, you said, <laughs> I, you said I looked like Drew Brees before when I had hair and I took my glasses off. So now I don't have any hair anymore and now I have my glasses off. Now who do I look like? Now you're right back to Millhouse. Oh, God. I don't even have my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, you look like Milhouse without his glasses on. I thought that was implied. Carry on. <laughs> that was disappointing. So, Chris, how, what was your take on Impact and all the goings-downs? So, this is my thing as uh, Tony flips me the bird. Love you, too. You're number one in my book, too, Tony. Um, <laughs> this is my thing. It they had a a large influx of talent and they have been teasing it for a while so we knew that some people were coming in 
you know what's funny? I don't know if either of you guys watched any of the um, the Good Brothers. They're I guess video podcast talking about you know how they left WWE and everything that happened because you know I've been on these airwaves talking about well AEW made the most sense well according to their podcast and I did listen to some of it it seems as if that bridge was burned at least momentarily because they were set to debut on the inaugural Wednesday Night Dynamite they had a deal in place it was set and then that's when WWE hit them with that five-year deal, which they didn't necessarily talk about numbers, but if the internet is to be believed, they both got five years, 750000 per year, which you can't be mad at them about that. I mean, these guys have families and shit like that. Like, that's good money, and they're clearly not going to do a whole lot. You know yeah. what I mean? So, that I mean, you can't be mad at them for that, but apparently the Bucks were a little butthurt about that because they had told Tony Khan and whatnot that they were coming in, and they felt like they got burnt so I feel like that impact or excuse me that AEW bridge was burnt which is why they showed up in impact now it was good to see the Motor City guns and all of that good stuff and all the ex-WWE wrestlers but my thing is man I wish they would have done an invasion angle because invasion angles at least momentarily they always work so why not? And I don't know what their talent roster is looking like. They clearly need bodies and need names that people know. But why not run an, an invasion angle between EC3 and the Good Brothers and Heath? I can't call him Slater, but Heath. Why not run an invasion angle? It's just like, okay, we got some WWE guys coming in here to take over. X EC, some X impact guys. That, but that WWE said it right there. Because they're not WWE guys. Eric Young is a TNA guy. Nobody's going to go, oh, yeah, he's the Saturday guy. We loved him in NXT. No, he's the little dork from Team Canada, and he's the one that had amnesia and found initially found the TNA belt in the trash and thought he was world champion and then, you know, eventually got it when he took himself more seriously. EC3, the EC stands for Ethan Carter. We know he how he was built up to actually be marginally relevant. So you can't push him as a WWE guy. Yeah, and Scott Hall was the diamond stud, and Kevin Nash was odd. So, but that wasn't during the Nitro time. That was during you know when WCW bought Crockett, and you you can't. There wasn't enough visibility on them as Diamond Stud and Oz and Vinny Vegas as there was as Diesel and Razor Ramon. Everybody looks at EC3 and EY, and they go, "They're TNA guys." Motor City Machine Guns, TNA guys, and then you get what? Okay, Heath. Heath people, that's a prove it kind of thing because everybody knew Rhino was there. So they think, oh, Heath and Rhino are going to get together and it's going to be, you know, that whole story again. And they're kind of playing on that right now with Impact. So we'll see where that goes. But Heath is like newer to Impact. Even uh, Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins, like he was in TNA for a little bit. And now he's apparently coming back because they kind of teased him during Impact. So... It's hard to run an invasion angle when these guys are TNA guys. You know what well, I mean? This, I, I get what you're saying, man, but here's my thing. And no disrespect to Impact, because they do have some things going for them. I'm, I'm digging the Sammy Callahan, Ken Shamrock thing, wherever that's going to go. I love Chris Bay. Everybody loves Willie Mack. You know what I mean? They've got some things oh, yeah. going for them. I, I, I really like Tasha Steeds with her little cute self. I think she's got a big upside in this industry. Like, they've got some things going on for them. 
But you like you're also lagging upside. I like Kira Hogan's backside. If you get my drift, mm. Bob. Mm. Bob. <laughs> but they, they 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 do have some things going for them. But they need to do something to get back to regain relevance in the wrestling world. And what better way to make an impact, pun intended, than to have an influx of guys that have been on the big show that we've seen on USA Network that we've seen on Fox come in and run an invasion invasion angles always work initially granted most companies don't know how to stick the landing but at least initially it's going to give you that buzz you're not wrong i'm, I'm gonna just prep like you're right invasion angles are hot people love to see that kind of feud of a faction or an old maybe defunct brand against whatever but you have to remember they were also teasing an aces and eights return and that was the NWO kind of concept that TNA had, and that would have been a little too overlapping. Plus, I think it's, I think it's smart on Impact's point of view or perspective or storytelling to have the Good Brothers come in as faces. Because let, let, let's all be a hundred percent honest right now. When the Good Brothers put that video out at midnight that they signed with Impact, and then they had their Talk and Shop show go up. Everything the entire day was Good Brothers signing, Good Brothers quotes. AJ Styles hates Paul Heyman because of this. Exactly what you said about the the AEW deal. Good Brothers, Good Brothers, AEW, TNA, Impact. It was all on people's newsfeed. It was all on Facebook. It was everywhere. The Good Brothers reach was probably further than Impact Wrestling at the moment. So the Good Brothers doing that added extra buzz. Them coming in as faces is fantastic because people want to cheer them. People want to like them. They're cool. They have that kind of buzz. It's fine. You have them be faces for a couple months and then we get a big turn. Then maybe they end up magic killering Eddie Edwards because you know, as good of a wrestler as he is, he's still kind of, you can still punk him out as a bit of a dork. So they could easily just be like, yeah, you're no Devitt, you're no Jay White, you're no Bullet Club, kill you. And then that's how they turn, and then then everybody hates them, and it works. And then maybe Bully Ray comes back there, because Bully Ray is lobbying himself fucking hard everywhere. He's talking about AEW's fantastic, and maybe he'll show up for a TNT title, and then maybe he'll show up at Slammiversary. So ever since he officially got released from ROH, Bully Ray is going on the who knows if I might show up kind of thing. So there's there's a lot of stuff that I expect to still kind of be in the works. And like I already said, the whole Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins thing, that was debuted on an impact show so what's to say that we're not going to see more teases or re-debuts or re-emergences later on no go ahead sonny you i literally shut the fuck up so you could say what you had to say because i saw you were clearly had something to say and uh yeah you looked a little animated come on do you think that's the first time ever in the history of the world that someone ever said magic killering Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Not. It's been the name of their move for five years, at least. No, it's Maybe. the magic killer. the The name of the, the name of the move is the magic killer. But you said they're going to be magic killering. Yes, killering. It's a it, as an action. You magic. They'd be magic killering Eddie Edwards. I'm How not. I'm not. Magic killer Listen, on Eddie Edwards. That's weird. I am. I like to turn things into verbs sometimes. I, it's more I, fun that way. I am not taking. Look at your... the adjective, killering. Come on, where's Kevin Nash when I need him? 
I'm not taking you to task here. I'm impressed, you son of a bitch. Jesus, read the fucking room. I I I can read his Ricky Steamboat, Animal, Hawk, Lex Luger. <laughs> Good thing the listeners know what you speak of, balls. I already said he had the green screen. We said that a while ago. Do you wanna do you wanna elucidate? Your magic killering nobody, this segment. Yeah, nobody listens to you, man. They listen to me and they listen to drunk Tunny. Because it's funny. Alright, start talking. <laughs> I said what I said. I would have appreciated more if they had an invasion angle because how long are they really going to be able to keep this buzz going? I don't think long. Especially when FS1 is showing old school, not even old school, but just older WWE pay-per-views at the exact same time that Impact is playing. And they probably get a better number. Like, there's probably more viewers for FS1 than there are for Access. There weren't enough to keep backstage as a show, and that had CM Punk, and everybody seems to love him, so who knows? Who knows how relevant FS1 really is? It was also at 11 o'clock at night when everybody's winding down for the evening. Sure, because the Twitter crowd all has to be in bed by 11 because they have stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) Have you seen the IWC? I ain't talking about the IWC, man. I'm talking about the TV That'll make up enough of the crowd to probably have kept, you know, backstage alive, but no. So you, CM okay, Punk, so, the best so, world thing. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, there There will be no punk slander on these airwaves, but, sir. There has been a ton of it. I, I know, I know, but I, I'm <laughs> trying to segue back before we get to topic two. How long do you think that Impact can realistically sustain this buzz? Because I don't think it's going to be very long. Because at the end of the day, with all due respect to the Good Brothers, who last time we saw them, they were in the main event of WrestleMania. That goes for something. But everybody else is basically a mid-carder. So how long are they going to be really able to sustain this buzz that they got? I don't think it goes into next week, quite frankly. I tuned in this past Tuesday because I was curious to see what they are going to do. And they did some good things, but at the same point in time, I don't think they're going to be able to sustain this buzz. Hence why I said they should have done an invasion angle. I think it would have come... To, it comes down to their next big TV special. Because Bound for Glory is their next big pay-per-view, and that's usually not till October. So I don't see them doing this for three months and keeping it hot and keeping the like 10,000 new eyeballs that were there at Twitch and stuff like that. So... I'd like to give them a couple weeks because they're giving they're giving the Good Brothers a tune-up match basically next week, and they do have him in the circle with main event players that they've been pushing, and they're they're towards the top of the card. So I think if you can keep the Good Brothers relevant, and the Motor City Machine Guns have a lot of love, and they're very beloved in the the IWC, so I, I think we'll be, be fine there. Impact, weeks at least. impact. Mm-hmm. It's been real. It's been fun. It just hasn't been real fun. Next topic. Wow. wow. OMG. I know. Small pause for effect. And we'll be right back. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey 
Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. The horror show at Extreme Rules. I usually reserve this phrase for what we just talked about, but you guys talk about it. <laughs> I actually think Andrew and I are going to be in a um, cohesion on this one. Oh, Jesus Christ, where to begin? Okay, so <laughs> Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio. It was a good match when they weren't trying to poke each other's eyes out. The match was actually pretty good. Which so you mean it was a is... good match when they weren't trying to lead to what the only way they could finish the match was? Precisely. Uh, and I mean, yeah, and of course it was a good match. I mean, Rey Mysterio is a GOAT, and Seth Rollins is one of the best in-ring workers in the business right now. So, of course, they had a good match in between trying to poke each other's eyes out. But I, I talked about this last week, man. I just get, or maybe two weeks ago, I get very squeamish when it comes to anything poking people's eyes out. And it goes back to my childhood. Uh, can, can I, can I, you know, can I digress here for a minute? Can, can I digress here for a second? Mm-hmm. So, growing up, my mother was always afraid of me playing with sticks or sword fighting or stuff like that because she had a classmate of hers. His name is Perry. Perry was in his backyard with one of his buddies playing with sticks. Something went awry, and Perry got his eye poked out by the sticks. Wait, so he be- actually poked his eye out? No, no, no. The other guy that he was sword fighting with, with the sticks poked his eye out on, on a Christmas story side of the game. Yeah. Well, uh. We've all heard that, that threatened you know, from parents that play with sticks, you'll poke your eye out, you know, like, wow, that happened. Holy shit. Okay, go, go. Now, Sorry. now credit. <laughs> no, you're good. Now, I mean, to be fair, my mama might have been working me. I don't know. I don't know if it was a, you know, if it was a working <laughs> eye poke or a shoot uh, eye poke. I don't know. Scary, huh? But it, it made me scared as cat shit to ever play with sharp objects around my eyes, which is, to this day, why I'm squeamish when it comes to anything with eyeballs and sticks and shit. Like, bro, I can't even put eye drops in my eye. You know how I put eye drops in my eye? I drop the drops, like, right next to the skin, next to your eye, and then I tilt my head back so that the visine or whatever the fuck <laughs> sinks into the eye and eventually fixes whatever is going on in my eye. Like, that's where we're at with this. I guess what I like want to say right now isn't even politically stuff. correct, so, you know, let's move Let's move on. That's why I just went, suffice it to say, I guess you don't wear contacts, huh? No, and if, you know, <laughs> God forbid I have to wear glasses. I did when I was a little kid, but I grew out of it. But if I got to go back to glasses, it's strictly glasses. I'm not putting no shit on my eyes, man. I'm just not. I, I don't have the capabilities. So that being said... I'm going to text you what I wanted course. to say. You can't say it on air, though. Okay, That's fair. I kind of feel like I know where it's going. It's going to lead to one of two words. One of them starts with a B, the other one starts with a P, but that's neither here nor there. But that took me out this match. Like, it was a good match when they were actually wrestling, but, yeah, all that eye shit, it just took me out of it, man. And it was – I turned away every time. And then the the reveal and the finish with the – Everybody's saying, like, the ping-pong ball or the gumball with the eye drawn on it and all of that. I mean, it was just goofy, and I didn't think you really had to do that. 
Uh, we still don't know if Ray Mysterio signed. I guess if if he would have re- if he didn't resign, they would have just said he was blind and would have sent his ass blind to AEW. So we'll stay tuned. But but there was a lot of goofy shit on here. Obviously, in my opinion, the best match on the card was Sasha and Asuka. But you know that kind of got sullied because of the weird bullshit finish that they tried to do. The Swamp Match, yeah. Did I like it as much as the Firefly Funhouse? Of course not, but it was it was I. And the thing is with Bray, man, everybody y'all always say ICW or IWC how boring Bray Wyatt's matches are. So at least they tried to give you something different. And I'm good if this is the only time that Bray Wyatt wrestles or all of his matches or angles in like this. I could smoke a bag of that because y'all clearly don't want to see his matches. Do you put the title on that? No, but. I, I can get down with that. Rest of the card, and it's not like there were necessarily bad matches or the guys and the gals didn't try hard. Oh, I did really like Bailey and and Nikki Cross. I thought that was a good match. But it's not like they didn't try hard and the action in the ring wasn't good. I just didn't care. No, I, I agree with you completely. And it's it wasn't terrible of a show, but it was so middling. It was. It was hard to stay interested, which is also why I had Adam do the review of it because I knew I wasn't going to like it. So I, I, no- I, pulled I noticed that. That was hilarious. He even, <laughs> men- he even mentioned it in the beginning of the article. Yeah, that that was that was a good touch. I, He's I, like, I didn't really want to do this, but I'm the younger <laughs> brother. Yes, and oddly enough, as we were watching it, that did make the Dolph Drew McIntyre match marginally more palatable, but that was because. Dolph acted like the little brother playing a video game against the older brother. Where it's like, all right, so you have to have a handicap, and I get unlimited lives, and I get the extreme rules, and I get all the power-ups, and not you. You can't do anything. You can only punch. That's what you can do. I can do all the moves. You can only punch. And it's like, all right, so it was corny as shit. It was gimmicky as shit in an already gimmicky show, and... It was just a little more enjoyable taking it from that perspective of little brother rules, essentially. It's funny because we were talking about it, the first topic, how my Tuesday night wrestling fandom and watching capabilities go towards FS1 because they're showing these uh, older WWE pay-per-views. So last night, and we're recording this on Wednesday, y'all know that now, Kayfabe is dead. They showed Survivor Series 2016, which uh, featured... Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley, versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. And it's really the same thing. And it was the same thing with Kofi, and it's the same thing with Drew. They've damaged and destroyed Dolph to the point where you know good and goddamn well this Mellon Farmer is not about to win the title. So who gives a shit? I mean, is that the way to look at it? Why can't we look at the fact that Dolph is highly paid to be the superstar that he is for WWE. And good for fucking him, but that ain't got shit to do with me watching the motherfuckers. Good yeah, for that him. Hurts, that hurts suspension of disbelief, and I think that, that's Chris's main gripe, is that if Dolph is in a match and it's for anything above Intercontinental, he's probably not winning that match. He's the Washington Generals of the WWE, sir. Hey, they got one. Yeah, so did he. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to? Oh, damn! I thought you wanted. To, I thought you wanted to end on a Costanza note. Go ahead. 
No, we're good. You're right. Edit that shit out, man. We're going to end on the Costanza. Yeah, end on that note, yeah. I'm not going to edit it out, but we'll move on. <laughs> I'm a fucker. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly indeed. I, I don't know. Right now, I'm either PC Vicious or Sid Tunney. I'm not sure whatever you want to call it, but as Platt would like to say. So I only caught the last 20, 25 minutes. I, ca I caught the uh, uh, the Inner Circle versus... Uh, don't tell me. I, I know it's Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, but uh, the Jurassic Express. Express. Yes, I did it all mm -hmm. on my own. Yes, good job. I enjoyed it. That's all I. That's all I got. So why don't you uh, go ahead and you know, clean that up a little bit, and tell everybody uh, what happened NXT AEW. So, as I say mostly every week, NXT was the better show. It made more sense. I like what they. I like the product they show a lot more than I like whatever the hell AEW does. AEW was weird. It was gimmicky. It lost me completely at the Young Bucks versus Butcher and Blade match because that was a Falls Count Anywhere match. So the Young Bucks are seen dragging a fucking referee along to the back where Butcher and Blade are supposed to be. And what are the Butcher and Blade doing? You may ask yourself. You may not know. You may think, hmm, they stole a truck. They came out with a hot chick in a leather rabbit suit for a while, and then now she's turned face or whatever the hell's going on there. But let, let's not even mention that. What are they doing? Because they've been dressing like, you know, paint boy, like painters, like Dutch boys kind of thing lately. So maybe that's the gimmick. Maybe they're painting. No, they're actually back in the kitchen cutting slabs of meat. Because apparently they butcher and blade are really butchers. There we go. So this is this is like Repo Man, Duke the Dumpster Drossy level of moronic as soon as it starts off. And then they fight in the back kitchen area for a while. Stupid, gimmicky, yeah, 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 whatever, hardcore match. Then then they get to the fun part of, or the supposedly fun spot of, they super kick Blade up an escalator. But he gets to the point, he gets to the spot too early, and he sits there... And he kind of waits for the kick. And at that point, I stopped paying attention. And I started paying more attention to NXT. Granted, I kind of keep them both next to each other, so I kind of knew what was going on. But AEW does this kind of shit all the time. And I can't fucking tolerate this gimmicky indie bullshit that people seem to lap up. But obviously, it's not that many people because they only score six hundred to seven hundred thousand. I was about to so, say six hundred thousand people are laughing. You, you, you still get a, a million less people than Monday Night Raw on their worst times when it comes to ratings, and you want to make fun of WWE for dying. So that's that's pot kettle. Let's not even go there. But, but, but we're, we're, real quick, man, I didn't mean to cut you off. But can we go. talk about how cool Butcher and Blade look? They have a really cool look, like especially the Butcher with the with the monocle and the beard and shit like that. He just looks cool to me. I'm not they saying I'm did just saying. until they made him cut meat in the back as an actual butcher and then start fighting in a fucking schmuck for a little bit. Like, 
They they're dweebs. They're fucking dorks now. Like I'm hey, done. Hey with man, them. come on now. Who among uh, whom among us has not cut meat and fight fought in smocks before? Come on now. That's yeah. like Tuesday in my That's world. Like- Art, art class in elementary school, I was already <laughs> always ready to throw down at a playground. That's exactly how that went. I'd cut my Play-Doh meat, I'd play art class, and then I'd beat the shit out of motherfuckers in my smock. Yeah, I've, that's fucking great. I've worn a smock, and I've cut meat, but never simultaneously. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, you ain't lived, bro. That, that's you my ain't age, lived. I've, worn an, I've worn an apron and cut meat. Ahead of the game, buddy. Well, th- get, th- get. this wasn't like cloth. It looked like, Cooking like it show. was like that weird fucking smock material. That's not the but, point, though. But shout out to... Uh, are you sm- we, are, wait, are you smocking me? <laughs> I'm smocking oh, you, Really? You, you cut me off to say that shit? I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, it's cool if you cut me off, man, but have some better shit to Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. We'll play. We'll play. <laughs> shout out. Can we give a shout out to Eddie Kingston, though, making his AEW debut? I like Eddie. I'm not the biggest fan of him in ring, but he can talk. And how many melon farmers in the business right now can actually talk and cut a, a convincing promo? Seven. So there's that. I'll give you the fact he can talk. I've never hated Eddie Kingston, but I find it funny that people were just flipping out over, oh my god, it's Eddie Kingston. If he was (laughs) as the IWC tried to make him seem like he was, he wouldn't have been in Impact Obscurity, Indie Obscurity, and on NWA and couldn't get a job before like, you know, quarantine was almost sort of over and had to apparently sell his fucking boots to pay his mortgage. How expensive are your fucking boots if you gotta sell boots to make mortgage? That that was a hater comment though, boss. Come on now, man. We all we gotta do we we gotta do, man. But you, you just mad. Saying. You just mad you can't start an OnlyFans, which you know I can't either. But I'm no, not going to hate on the middle part. Why wouldn't you just say he had to sell gear? Why would you specifically say he had to sell his boots? And then next words out of your mouth is he had to buy new boots for today. And then. <laughs> And then you think JR or Shivani saved it by, or maybe he borrowed them. And then Excalibur's like, yes, maybe he borrowed them. We don't know. Because obviously he ain't that hard up for cash if you can buy new fucking boots after selling them for a mortgage. Not the, not the point. That, that's nitpicking. That's just bad commentary. No, 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 no. You're missing the point, man. And he had to sell his boots to pay his mortgage. And then he bought new boots with his Trump bucks. <laughs> That came out like four months ago. Did he just was it just really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did he just like, did he have to go to like a a money place? So then he just didn't have time. So then he had to get like a little bit of, of money ahead of time. And then there was this weird kind of thing between the checking and the savings. And it takes three days to transfer it over, like that Kevin Hart joke. Hey man, Amber has saved her Trump bucks this whole time, so maybe Eddie did the same thing. She also didn't sell her boots to pay the mortgage, so it's not the point. The point, though. The AEW just loses me with their gimmicky bullshit. And then Jericho doing the same fucking thing he did in WWE, bitching about how expensive his jacket is. And he comes out in the same jacket that's juice-stained. You're trying to tell me that if he's that rich and that, like, into himself, he would come out in the orange-stained jacket again? 
just to complain at seven thousand dollars when he's not even met, like facing Orange Cassidy? Does that I make sense? That's, I think that's the point, though. I think that's part of the gimmick, which. I wasn't a, you like that Orange Cassidy Chris Jericho match a few weeks ago a lot more than I did. But the my big takeaway from it was how tiny Orange looked compared to Jericho because Jericho's not a big dude, and I've met the guy in person. He's not a big dude. Now, granted, he, he's put on some weight, which haven't we all? But mm-hmm. Jericho, but Orange just looks so small in comparison to Jericho, and it just took me out out of eighty percent of their roster. We've been over that. I've accepted the fact that uh-huh, yeah, at least yeah. that's Orange tried, and that that was what turned me on more about the Jericho match than you, because he didn't wait like half a match like he did against Pac to take it seriously. He took it seriously basically from jump and then used his gimmick to mock him at different points, which that's fine. Everybody kind of does the gimmick thing to get a jab in. That's okay. That's wrestling to me. But it's just the, the other ways he's done it that I don't like. But yeah, so NXT though. NXT was solid. You saw Mercedes yeah. Martinez join up with yeah. the Robert Stephen in a decent way just to kind of get him over with a monster. That's fine. Yeah. Dijakovic versus Cross was fucking fantastic. That was, that a was good. That no, told a great was, story, especially no. when Keith came out. That was good. Keith that was came good. out. And Dijakovic was just kind of like, no, like, let me do this. Don't fucking try to interfere. And he just, he got fucking destroyed. That was good. That's like, that's some man shit. Like, I can understand that. That was a good match. And then, what the hell else we had? We had the tag uh, match with Zongo. Oh, oh bad, The tag match with was a jokey kind of filler crap because they faced the fucking all rise, ever rise, whatever. They fucking look like a Christian rock band. And I just, I can't fucking tolerate that. And then the triple threat. Was I like that because they pushed the new guy, newer guy. Bronson's a big boy. He's he towers over both of them, and he's not super tall. He's just twice as wide as both of them, both Roddy and Gargano. So it's nice that they put fresh blood into the picture. And I liked. I thought NXT wasn't great, but it was more consistent. That's fair, and I will die on the hill that the Fandango gimmick could have worked. I will die on that hill. I, I'm not going to go there right now because I know y'all probably don't want to hear saying, it. But... What aspect of the Fandango gimmick are you talking about? Because you like to say people are on the Fandango side of the game. So how are we doing this gimmick now, buddy? Well, that's the problem. That's one of the reasons why it didn't work. The reasons why it didn't work, number one, if you're going to do that effeminate type of gimmick, you have to have a mean streak, i.e. Sean Mike, happy birthday to Sean Mike, one of the goats, or even a Velveteen Dream, or even a Ravishing Rick Rude. If you're going to do that effeminate type of gimmick, you have to have a mean streak, and it has to Gold reflect dust. in the ring. Number two, it, it would have helped if he actually took some ballroom dancing lessons and really committed to the, the gimmick to try to really get it over and number three and this is the most important thing and this is where the Fandango side of the game comes in they gave him three chances with three different ladies and he didn't have chemistry with any of them and if that's my gimmick and Vince gives me that gimmick you know what I'm doing with Vince I'm going to Vince with one of the ladies on the roster that I like and say hey give me them so then I'm going to go I'm going to spit my game. We're going to work this gimmick, and we're going to do everything. We're going to spend all this time together trying to get it together and build chemistry, and guess what probably would have happened? You don't even got to guess what probably would have happened. I didn't even got to say what probably would have happened, but y'all know what probably would have happened. So that's why the Fandango gimmick didn't work. And the ironic part is he didn't find chemistry with anybody until he got with Tyler Breeze, which hints <laughs> the Fandango side of the game. 
only counter to that would be, as we've heard from multiple stories, be it Eric Young or the Good Brothers when they're talking shop, what if Vince didn't listen to you anyway and he's like, no, we've got to get Summer Rae over and she's she's beautiful and she's athletic and she's a former a football player. You can do this. Well, guess what? I would have got it over with Summer Rae. And I you probably would have got it, it in out. with Summer and I, yeah, well, I would have figured it out, yes. With some mar- oh. Because that could have worked. The effem- It's worked before in wrestling, man. That's a tried and true trope, man. An effeminate guy with the hot chick. So the, the guys get mad because he's with the hot chick, but he's low-key effeminate. But mm-hmm. then he's got that mean streak when people piss him off and he just goes ham on them melon farmers. Like, that could have worked. Would it have been a main event gimmick? No, probably not. But it no. could have worked. The gimmick could have worked. And be- before we transition, P- PC Vicious, buddy, you will find the fucking Fandango theme, but you won't find X gonna give it to you. Not gonna give it to you. You son Clearly. Of Clearly. And neither would Fandango. <laughs> Hey, no, he would give it to him. Oh! <laughs> Next traffic. Oy vey. Wow, let's catch commercial. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Andrew, we always like to kick it off with you on the New Japan topics, and this is one of those. Lots of things to discuss, uh, specifically Sengoku Lord, uh, Hiromu, and everything evil going on right now in Japan. Oh, you just said Wow, it. okay, uh, MAGA, everything evil going on in Japan. Okay, cool. No, 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 that's his gimmick. <laughs> he's completely right. That that works. Like, he knows what he's talking about. He knows more New Japan than he does Impact. It remember, was a joke, no, man. Stop it. You said MAGA. MAGA's not a joke, man. MAGA's a way of life. You would know. There we go. Thank, Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can I, give it to you both, I, yes. I, 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 was, I was tossing that up nicely for you. Don't you worry. <laughs> I just like, here's the lob. We're good. What did I do? You said Japan was evil. Yeah, it is! <laughs> See? You're not helping. You're Don't not make helping. me. I, I've, been, helping. I've been gesturing it. Don't make me say it. <laughs> Go on and say it, then. I love you. Oh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. But yeah, so as you already alluded to, the Hiromu versus Evil thing is the big story because Hiromu's essentially his family broke up and it's all Big Brother's fault and he wants answers and he wants revenge and it's it's going to be a good story to see if Hiromu can possibly pull it off. Um, Shingo has a match against El Desperado, which on paper you would think Shingo is just going to steamroll him because Despi is not that big. But during uh, New Japan Road and all this other stuff, he's been uh, 
What the hell are you doing, Tony? God damn it. You fucking throwing me off. Just do whatever you want to do. God damn it. Don't ask questions. We are. Just shut the fuck up and talk. It's harder when you got here. Fucking light bright over there. Fucking. It's, uh, anyway. They got it. Tony got it. Yeah, I won't. Like, I know. I won't. I won't. I won't do it to you. I won't do it to you. I won't give it to you. I won't give it to you again. Ah. Fuck off. But yes, Shingo Despi. Despi been working over the knee and working over some injury angles for Shingo, so he's gonna come and bang that up. So that's that's a good way to make Despi look like he's got a shot. We got Yujiro Takahashi going over, going against uh, Okada. The concept of, you know, he can't rise up to Okada's level, but he can drag Okada down, so we can see if there's going to be Bullet Club shenanigans to maybe get Okada a loss that nobody expected. But, long and short, this is a a middle kind of size show that they've, they've made more interesting, they've made a little bigger, and it's it's nice as a kind of gap, gap stop kind of show, especially after Dominion, to kind of keep everything interesting and the title picture different and interesting. Any comments, concerns? Okay, so it is different and interesting because we don't have the same, what, three to four guys up top, so that's fair. Um, How do you see this playing out, man? I see this playing out with Okada beating the shit out of Yujiro because Yujiro, he's not on the same level as Okada. We all know that. Like, he may be the Tokyo pimp, but he ain't close to Okada. Shingo should probably retain after. I'd much, I'd much rather be the Tokyo pimp. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Didn't have red fucking Kool Aid red hair. That was like a year and a half ago. Stop it. He he, he left the balloons away. It's good. Don't worry about it. You you really just gonna step on my joke? Okay, cool. Yeah. Please keep talking. Because I ain't talking about Master Watto. You could have talked about Watto being blue, but no. You should... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Shingo's probably going to keep the title, but it's going to be closer than you think. Hiromu and Evil is interesting because on the the Japanese nerd buff level of you know intrigue, Sengoku Lord was based off the game that New Japan and Bushi Road was doing, which takes place in the Sengoku period, which is around the Warring Warring States period of Japan's history. So in the Sengoku period, Nobunaga Oda had almost everything united everything was almost ready almost right he was almost the lord of japan but then he was betrayed by mitsuhide akechi so much like evil betrayed naito and then it took uh miyamoto had to try to avenge akechi avenge oda through akechi and the funny thing is with days 13 days between the betrayal and the revenge happening that Akechi was taken down by Miyamoto, and it's been 13 days since Evil won the title over Hiromu. So, it, it I wonder how much historical nerd shit they're gonna dive into just because of the name of the show. So, how long does Evil hold on to the title? Because, I mean, we know historically, you know, New Japan, they don't flip the titles all willy-nilly like we do here in the West, but at the same point in time, you can't believe that evil is going to walk into the Tokyo Dome next year with the title. It's been a long time. Yeah. We should have left you. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Does evil defend that 
main title at Wrestle Kingdom? Yes or no? Platt? No. Hell no. Andrew? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Do you want to say it one more time? Nope. All right. Well, this could be... I, I should mark the tape here just in case it happens. That's been another edition. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So, so aside from the nerd game, I would still like Hiromu to win because it, it ties things up nicely and it's got historical meaning and it's cute. I like cute. We I was all trying like to be. cute, don't we? I mean, I would think depend, it depends on your taste, though. I mean, you know, some of these podcasts are cuter than others. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the looks. It drives the girls wild. You know, he's not move. even gonna play X. Gonna give it to you. Think he's gonna play HPK's theme? <laughs> why do you think I'm? Why do you think I'm talking about it again? Happy birthday to the goat, Sean Mike, fifty-five. But he can't be the his, goat. And his eye is seventy-six. Well, he said Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Everybody can't be the goat. That's I not said Rey Mysterio. Of... I said Rey Mysterio was a goat. How can you be a greatest of all time? You're greatest or you're not greatest. Goat is kind of a singular thing. Come on, what the fuck? Don't be one of them. You need more black friends, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you need more black friends to kind of explain this to you. There we go. There we go. Get it. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. Oh, no, no. That's, no, no. Sit down. Don't want to see that. You ruined it for yourself. Yeah, I see how it is. I fucking see how it is. All right, so a- any other comments, concerns? Uh, just, just wrap this up. Go to Andrew. All right, Andrew. Fine. Is there anything you want to hear? I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. No, done. Mm-mm. That's fine. Much like X, I wasn't going to give it to you. You fuck. You wanted it from PC, Tony. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh <laughs> God! Wow! What a dick! Way to take advantage of me not editing this week, you. S- oh man! Let's kick it to you. Bro, you ain't. You ain't edited since 2018, bro. Come that's on, not. That's Don't not a like true. This. That is not at all true. That is 100. That is not at all true. We're gonna kick it to you and move on to topic five. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So, Andrew, PC, gentlemen, I need your help right now. Oh. Well, that didn't help anything. Sorry, but, I dropped um, something, but I got it now. It's just, you know, I was watching Extreme Rules, and, you know, I saw a little bit of Slammiversary, and then I, I saw a little bit of the Wednesday Night Wars this week. I saw a lot of bit of the Wednesday Night Wars last week, and... Wrestling just ain't wrestling, man. And 
you know, I find certain storylines and certain things that I do enjoy, and that's what keeps me hanging on. Like, obviously, I'm a big fan of the Sasha and Bailey thing. I'm loving Keith Lee's ascension. I, I am digging Drew McIntyre as the champion. I think he wears that title well. Anything Jericho does, I'm here for it. I, obviously, I, I enjoy MVP recreating the Beatdown Clan. Ugh, in what a WWE. horrible name. That is a well, shit name, though. They what, couldn't the come build, up with some the, better. The Hurt Business? Come on. That, yeah, that sounds business. like a Clint Eastwood fucking movie. Honestly, I don't want to pick on yeah. anyone, but it sounds it, like they went, hey, let's let Bobby name the group. <laughs> hey, hey, and Clint Eastwood drew a lot of fucking money. Let's not forget that. Clint Eastwood drew a lot of... Clint Eastwood drew so much money, they let him direct movies now. That's how much money he yeah, drew. He, he drew so much money to let him talk to a fucking chair for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's Vince McMahon right and now. And if I want to watch a good movie from Clint Eastwood, it's probably from the 60s or 70s. So we're talking 2020. It's not a good name. Yeah, that's fair, because I don't know anybody that would want to rewatch Million Dollar Baby without, like, literally hammering a knife through their head, or a nail through their head, but... Oh, uh, you uh, mean the Space Cowboys and Gran Turismo didn't do it for you? Or Gran Torino? Sorry, Gran Turismo is a video game. <laughs> yeah, I can only take so much racism when it's that overt, like, in Gran Torino. <laughs> I'm good, man. Like, I'm good. There's no redemption story coming from there. Just because you got you made friends with a little Asian kid and wanted to bang his sister. No, we're good here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he learned Why? how to be okay Why? with it because, like, she's kind of cute. It's, it works. You can't be yeah. I don't think we can use that as a title. <laughs> we can't use that as a title, man. <laughs> I think that's the title. But the point I was trying to take... But the point I was trying to make is I'm I'm digging what they're doing with MVP and Lashley because MVP is the Lashley whisperer. But there are certain things in wrestling that I'm digging and that's keeping me holding on. But overall, this shit whack right now, man. And they had a golden opportunity. They had America by the balls because... There was nothing else on. And they did nothing with it. And not saying everything's been, you know, shitty since the pandemic. Not saying everything was roses and bubblegum prior to the pandemic. I'm just saying this is a industry that is in desperate need of a reboot. And I don't know where it comes from. Because whenever shit goes bad, they just fall back on the oh, same hands. It's easy. And the, same that done the, the reboot's easy. You just it, you you can't you can't plan for it. You can't make it happen. You just have to let it happen. When fans can fill arenas again, it's gonna go fucking bonkers. Period. End of story. Everybody's gonna be filling shit up. People can't wait to go to the arena and cheer for their person, right? And then you're gonna have all the top guys back. Everybody's gonna be on a regular schedule again. That's when it's gonna turn. It's darkest before the end of the tunnel, right? Like, I mean, that's that's the way it is. Once you get back to normal, it's going to be better than normal because you haven't had it for so long. That's fair, man, and I, I hope that you're right. But my fear is 
and I'm not a big ratings guy. No, you know, right. Ratings don't matter as much as it's they okay. used to because, you know, most of the crowd isn't watching TV like that. We're watching stuff online and whatnot. But at the same point in time, human beings are creatures of habit. We're habitual. And if people tune out and get used to tuning out, I don't necessarily know if they're going to tune back in. Here's my argument. Riding a bike, smoking a cigarette. All those things are reflexes and parts of your brain that catch synopses that fire the whatever into your brain that makes you feel good. Once it comes back, the first time, you're hooked all over again. You see how I just work right through that shit? That was well played. You're a professional, sir. Maybe you're right, man. But, you know, maybe I need to start watching a little bit more New Japan, man, to kind of get my love back because I'm I'm waning right now. I need, I'm need i holding on because hanging is uncomfortable, but I'm holding on by thread. There's not a whole lot in the industry, like all across the board, that's making me moist right now. Well, everywhere in the industry is hurting at the moment, even New Japan, because New Japan's working with half of their roster. So... You don't have a lot of the bigger names. You don't have the Jay Whites. You don't even have Kenta because I think Kenta is still based in Florida. So that's why he hasn't been there. You don't have Will Ospreay. Zack Sabre Jr. is only there because he was still in Japan when the quarantine hit. So he kind of got stuck in a way. But they're making the best that they can with their current roster. Kind of the same thing with WWE. AEW is the only one kind of bringing in indie talent. But that is what, you know. What what is that really doing? Like if people are well known for like NWA and ROH, they're they're getting more exposure by being on Dark and Dynamite than vice versa. So it's not like it's pushing the needle one way or the other. And I don't know. I, I agree with Tony that it's probably going to spike back up to what we expected it to be or what we were used to it being before quarantine when people can fill in an arena. Because much like you've said a few times and even I've admitted at different points, not for everything, but for some things, the live crowd is necessary. And mm-hmm. that could be the casual fan might be feeling that too, that without people, this is just weird. So they just don't want to watch it till they can enjoy it fully. So I think there will be somewhat of a spike, pun intended, when you know live crowds are back in because people are just going to be happy to be able to be there. But if people get used to tuning out, and get accustomed to tuning out I don't know if they're going to necessarily tune back in and it's not just the pandemic it's just the industry itself is just stale right now and they need some new ideas and I'm I'm not saying I have any of the ideas I'm just saying this is an industry that desperately needs an influx of new ideas and needs a breath of fresh air and I'm not saying I know what it is but what I'm seeing right now I'm good are they stale? you know what I mean there's not a whole lot are they stale or are they handcuffed? Both. Yes. The answer so, is yes. Because they've been so, stale for a while, but now they're also stale and handcuffed. Right, so but think about think about all the things they thought about for what's going on right now, and they're like, oh, that, that, that doesn't work without a crowd. Write that down for later. Oh, that doesn't work without a crowd. Write that down for later. Like, I mean, it's going to... Whether or not it's a sustainable boost and something that continues to rise or if they go and move up a little bit and plateau or they come back down initially when the crowds come back it's going to be nuts can you think of like eventually we're going to have a monday night raw or we're going to have a pay-per-view with a full forty thousand people in a stadium 
that's fair, man. And you know, and kind of what you talk about, man. I, I talked about it earlier, literally in this topic, how I'm really digging the Sasha and Bailey storyline. I'm pretty sure that was set to and scheduled to culminate at SummerSlam this year. Not saying it, it won't still, but I'm pretty sure that was the plan. Why? Because SummerSlam was in Boston, Sasha Banks' hometown, and they would have went ham and the farmer cheeseburger for her and this storyline that they've been playing out. So I don't know if they pushed that back. So you have a point there. But but I, I, y'all got to feel me, man. It's just not what it was. Like, extreme rules. I, I, I said that, you know, like I, we talked about that. I just didn't care. And even the, you know, everything that's happened in Impact, they got a nice mass influx of talent, and it did pop the internet for a little bit. But ultimately, does it really matter? And I personally just don't care. And I don't know what they can do to make me care again. I still love the genre, so I'm still going to watch because I do love the genre, and I try to be a glass-half-full type of guy, so I'm going to find things that I, I spoke about in this topic, which I do dig and just kind of latch on to those. But overall, man... I don't know. It's a, it's a fair point that you're making. Like, because I feel it, too, to a degree. Like, New Japan hasn't exactly been as sexy, you know, as, as I've been doing coverage. I'm not nearly as blown away. Certain shortcomings are more obvious without a crowd or with a limited crowd or with a limited roster. And everybody's feeling that and I, I feel like it's a little more on the handcuff side of the game than it is on the just the staleness or the lack of creativity because everybody had to kind of be like alright throw that away what the fuck are we going to do and you can only do so much with that kind of last second planning or with that kind of pivoting and you go okay who do we have and then who can do this like WWE is going to be hurt by because they don't have any of their really big names to pop a rating you know Roman let's just argue Roman and Brock were probably the two biggest names we haven't seen them really since the quarantine and who who's gonna tune in for people that they don't necessarily care about or that aren't as a man and get crowds you don't think the WWE is gonna be all hands on deck you don't think we're gonna see Austin we don't see we're gonna rock or Hogan or Shawn Michaels is gonna do something else, or maybe maybe he'll fucking have another match just because they'll throw enough money at him to have a match with AJ Styles, and people can get that dream match checked off just a way to pop a rating or something like that. So, I, I think WWE is more just keeping kind of cards like close to the chest of what they're gonna do when quarantine finally breaks and how they're going to pop a number and force people to kind of care again in so a fucked up way. So, so do, just do me a little bit of a favor and answer a question here, and, and, and just for all the listeners, just in case. Uh, when did Brock Lesnar lose to Drew McIntyre? And WrestleMania? There we go. So, do you think it's the first time ever in the history, and let it, lo and behold, let it be WrestleMania, that Brock Lesnar walks into an event and goes, Yeah. Let's take the belt off of me. I need some time off. <laughs> I mean, he could have done that. That that's plausible. Or he could have just been like, "I want some time off." He's like, like oh, Paul, we, Paul, we need the belt. Paul, like, fine. Paul, I'm I'm gonna Paul, I'm gonna go into this creative me. What? <laughs> yeah, Brock Which is like, I want to be on of? my farm. Here's the belt. I'm good. All right, cool. If you <laughs> walk in there, I'm holding it till next year. I'm going in. I need some time off. 
but I, I think that was the plan initially, man, to try to crown Drew because Drew was getting over with the live audience. But I mean, both you guys make great points, but I think that the I think that the handcuffs magnify the staleness. Because I mean, let's think about it, man. Pandemic or no pandemic, if you had access to The Rock, to Stone Cold, to Mick Foley, to Triple H, you really think they couldn't put on an entertaining product with just those four guys that I named and I, I didn't even name all the other ancillary characters not to say Undertaker is an ancillary character but y'all know what I'm saying like there's other names that I could have named but I just you named those you names you think you want to throw millions of dollars at names to show back up when you're not pulling in that gate and no you're not reason. pulling in all the revenue that you usually do this is all test just... run the whole thing is a test run ever since they knew that it was going to be an extended period without normalcy it's like hey how does this guy going to work now and then how is it going to translate when we come back? That's it. It's all been test runs. Everything from Otis to Drew to everything they're doing in WWE. WWE especially because they can afford to do it. Everybody else still has to maintain because they're so far behind WWE. Okay, but if this was a test run and I'm playing devil's advocate here, why do you spread Sasha and Bailey over all three shows? Why That's, do you go but back? But at the no, same no, no, time, no, no, you have to maintain. No, no, no. So you have one hold on, hold thing on, on. that draws ratings. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. And why do you go back to the MVPs and the Randy Orton's and the big shows and the Ric Flair's and stuff like that? And if this was a test run, because you can, because they... you can, and those are people that are comfortable in one spot. They're not traveling around the country. They're all in the same fucking place. Those people are cool down there. They're like, let's make some money. That's fine. Randy Orton doesn't have to travel. He's all in. Look at he gets to work with the Big Show, a guy he's known forever, been up and down with. He's totally in on that. Look at how he sold that match. Look at what MVP is doing. He's so happy. He was gonna be reduced to a producer, and now he's back in the ring again. Plus, he got to look at budget. Just like Tony was saying with MVP, he was gonna go. He was supposed to have his last match right before quarantine hit on Raw because it was against what Ray, I think. And then he was going to go back to a producer, and now he's he's U.S. champion either on paper or whatever the hell it is. But like and Sasha, he he's kind of had a reinvigoration almost because he was there and he was willing to do the work for whatever number I guess was agreeable to all parties. I think that's part of the reason why Ray hasn't really signed back on yet because Ray might want more money than they're willing to kind of be like, yo, we're in a pandemic. I don't want to give you this much. We're not drawing a house and show had his big show show so that could have been how they skirted giving him the appearance fee necessarily because they're like let's give you x for you know netflix or wherever the hell it was and then you know you get your own tv show which i ain't, I ain't gonna give you x kind of liked it i ain't gonna give you x <laughs> thank you buddy but either either, either way god damn it Tony, fucker oh that's but good i think They've found ways to kind of, I guess, pay people off and still get relevant names without getting the expensive names. And I think this has been, you know, WWE doing the, as Tony said, the little project or the the, uh, the science experiment on a budget, though. And Sasha and Bailey have proven they can draw a lot better than Charlotte did when they wanted to put her across three brands and literally no one cared. I'm not arguing that, but I've seen this movie before, man. You can't hustle a hustler. You can't con a con, man. Whenever shit's going to hell, that's when y'all want to go ahead and push black people. Hell, America did that. America was going to hell. Oh, let's put a brother in, let's put a black man in office. Like, I've seen this story before. 
you want to, you know, when it's a sinking ship, that's when y'all want to push black people. Okay, cool. <laughs> what lies have been told, gentlemen? None, but it does also still think well with the progressive side of the game because you got the the movement that picked up because of everything else that's fallen apart and WWE at least looks supportive of it. You know what I mean? Even though, yes, you're right, it's all game, it's all the work because they're just doing whatever they have to to kind of stay relevant. But at, le- at least they didn't put, like, Dexter Loomis in a MAGA hat as the champion for <laughs> NXT. <laughs> Or, sorry, Jackson Riker would have been the one to put in the MAGA hat since he made yeah. that tweet a few months ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Good, yeah. Hey, man, but seriously, shout out to Keith Lee. Shout out to Drew McIntyre. Shout out to Sasha and Bailey. Shout out to MVP, Lashley, Shelton, the Beatdown Clan WWE version. Shout wow. out to Chris. How do you just, it, it, how do you, okay, there we go. Thank you. Because for a while it was like you're picking all of the minority champions and then Drew, Drew McIntyre. So I'm like, how did he become black? You can't have him. This is not the, like, the, the whatever, that Dave Chappelle, the, uh, the race draft. No, we're not losing Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is sexy oh, no. and, and we like the accent. You have to give us a better draft pick if you want Drew McIntyre. No, no, no. This ain't the racial draft, man. I'm just shouting out the shit that I'm enjoying in wrestling right now. So I'm shouting out. That's why I shout out Jericho and McIntyre. Like, this is just yeah, the shit about, that keeps me hanging about on. Bay so. and Moose? I actually do dig this whole Moose thing, this delusional Moose shit that he's going on. That That's cool. And tell me that belt doesn't look fucking fire with that white strap now. Eh... What? You don't like it? Yeah. Oh, it's better than the AEW's belts. I'll give them that. And shout out to uh, Callahan and, Sh- and Shamrock, whatever they got going on. That's interesting as well. And there's uh, some other people, man, I didn't name it. Please forgive it. Blame it on the, the alcohol, not the <laughs> If you shout play Millie Vanilli, Vanilli, but not DMX, I'm going to go to Wisconsin and hit on the <laughs> with yeah, wine yeah, yeah. All right, fine, <laughs> fine. Before you wrap it up, Platt, I'll give it to him. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yo, get it twisted. This rap is mine. Mother stop. That's it. That's all you get. Go ahead, Platt. It's something. I'll take it. Nah, we'll give it to you. Uh, yeah. What you heard is what you hearing. What you hearing? Listen. It's what you hearing? Listen. It's what you hearing? Listen. X go give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock knock. Open up the door. It's real. It's the non-stop stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the mother wonder if you did it. Damn right, can I do it again? Take us home, CP. I just got your text. By the way, you could have said that on air. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. Fair enough. That being said, Mr. Bl- Mr. Blast, man, where can the good folks find you, brother? You you can find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief and doing uh, all the, the fun Japanese and impact coverage on thechairshot.com. And, you know, with, with all this returning nostalgia acts and due to... Um, 
I'm going to say my massive markiness of the Motor City machine guns, or if you even want to go back and say the Murder City machine guns, yeah, you might start seeing a couple more opinion articles of me if I can wipe down the keyboard a little bit and get the stickiness to clear oh, up. why? Just now, why? Skype why not? Get a sock why, why and a towel, for fuck's sake. Don't have to wipe nothing down. At least now we know how you do it. There we go. Well, I'm just giving you useful <laughs> suggestions. It's been a while. <laughs> Eat up a banana peel for about 15, 20 oh, seconds. Okay, man. weeds. Uh, some, uh, okay, weeds. And... Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, the nice. uncle. Okay, the uncle from Weeds. What was his name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? I don't fucking know. Andy, Uncle Andy. Yeah, there you go. Oh, well, Amber Paul. Ah, yeah. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, here comes Amber Paul. All right, Mister Tunny, where can they find Uncle Andy and the banana peel? Wonderful. At PC Tunny on this fucking show at Pod is War, at DWI at Podcast DWI. That's the Twitter handle, and at Three Man Weave. And go to the motherfucking Chairshot dot com because I said so. You heard the man. You can find me basically everywhere he said. And I'm all over the chair shot in this Melifarma, man. You can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt, but most importantly, make sure you guys and gals go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. If you appreciate the content that we provide day in and day out at the chair shot, make sure we can keep providing that content that you love so much. Support us. By going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Remember the chairshot.com. We're not just a website, folks. We're a movement. For Andrew Snowflake Blast. Before go ahead, we go, go ahead, Tony. Before we go, I have just one bit of advice for everybody. Tiny circles, Devin. Another one. Another one. Put the work in, Devin. For the Commissioner PC Tunny, for Andrew Snowflake Blast, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Pod is War. We'll see you back here next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly. PC, Andrew had no bloody idea what we were talking about. <laughs> okay, I seen the commercial with DJ Khaled. If I think that's what you were talking about, oh, I just wasn't gonna for sure. It.
for sure. It's more fun not to know. It's like, what are you waiting to sign up for car insurance for DJ Khaled to be your uh, motivational motivational speaker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's and he's brushing his teeth and he, he's like, circular motion, tiny circles, Devin. And then he's like, he's like, is that good? Another one. Give me another one. Put in the work, Devin. See, I knew. I just wasn't gonna chime in. It was more fun not to. <laughs> yeah. And next week, okay. and next week, we talk about silence. It was a tease, sir. That's what he was doing. <laughs> oh, you know, I I didn't know when he cut it off, so I wasn't really sure where he was going. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.